going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff, and today I have with us singer, songwriter, and a new podcaster, my good friend Trent Thompson joining us. How you doing, Trent? Hey, Cliff. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm super excited to be on the show for sure. I'm excited to have you on the show. I know we've been we've been trying to get this together for some time now. So you know, yeah, it's you, been it's been traveling. a work in process. Yeah, <laughs> but but we finally have made it. We've arrived. Yes, yes, yes. And I honestly, with all the good things happening around the show, yeah, you know, I couldn't think of a better time to have a guest like yourself on the same show. You know, especially being as talented as you are. You know, you deserve to be coming on at this time when the show is really starting to take off so man i appreciate that you're giving me too much credit for sure i appreciate it. i appreciate it always man always a uh, really quick before we hop into the show i want to go ahead and do some quick shout outs I want to shout out to our listeners thank you guys for always taking and supporting the same show continue to like share subscribe really means a lot and your efforts are really showing and it's helping me and it's helping everybody else on the show as well if you're listening and you're not following us on social media, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Sane underscore show. That's S-A-N-E underscore show. And then you find us on Facebook, The Sane Show. Again, on Facebook, you can find us at The Sane Show. All right. So today we're going to talk about rock music today. We're also going to talk about keeping the faith. And then we're all going to have our interview with Trent so the listeners can get to learn more about you, your music, some of the things you got going on, and also you get to tell us about your podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited about that. Let's go ahead and hop into it with our first topic, rock music today. Obviously, you're a musician and that operates within that genre. Couldn't think of a better person to talk to about this than yourself. And when I think about rock music, you know, I listen to a lot of music and rock music is also included in that. It's interesting to see where the genre is today. Like I told you before the recording, I took and also looked at as far as where the genre had come from. Yeah. And it's just interesting to see how it's changed in the landscape. Like, I guess from your experience as a musician in that genre, what are some of the things that you're seeing right now? It, it's so cool. I, I think there's a lot happening with music in general now as humans evolve, as, as we continue to create, explore, discover. We see in rock music as well, you just see so much more blending of other genres. And so I think whenever I think of just like rock and roll, I always think to classic rock, Led Zeppelin, Queen stuff like that but now you think of rock and there are i mean genres upon genres of like punk rock gothic rock alt rock garage rock grunge hard rock southern rock so there's all this stuff happening but it's cool i I think it's great i grew up i actually didn't really grow up listening to a ton of rock music in general i grew up in a very my dad's a pastor so my i was very christian home listen to mainly Christian music. And so I didn't really even dive into Queen, who I would now consider one of my favorite bands, until about a year and a half ago. And so just kind of seeing the progression and even, and I play drums as well, and I'm, I'm out with an artist right now who I would say has some rock vibes, but at the same time, I wouldn't also say that he's rock. So it's 
It's an interesting time we live in with music and all the blendings of genres. That's very true. And you, you bring up a very great point when you talk about the blending of genres. I see this time and time again when I have different artists on, whether it be R&B, whether it be rap, whether it be jazz, now rock. I guess country is next. But, you know, <laughs> country just, blends like crazy now too. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And what I've told people is I like to look at music, the various genres of music and music as a whole, like the color spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you start at one end of the spectrum and then you see, like you, you, know, you see it's a spectrum and you, you transition through all your colors. You go from hot to warm, you know, start at a neutral color, go cool to warm or warm to cool colors. And then you go back to a neutral color. Yeah. And, but you see how like the colors blend and how it's just a slow transition from the next color to the next color. And so it's just like that with music. And it, as you were talking, like just so many things were coming up in my head and like you were literally mentioning things that I was seeing in the articles and the research that I was doing on rock music. Yeah. And I was just like, that is, that is literally, if I could sum it up, what you said is literally like a summary of what, I, what I've been reading. Now, here's the thing I've, I'm finding interesting though, because, you know, with rock music, one of the things... I've noticed and that's why I was I talk about when we were before the recording as far as the amount of bands and musicians that are out now and that are hot now what they compared it to is that like with smooth jazz in the 80s and actually it's crazy that we're again that we're talking about this because when I had a smooth jazz artist on a few episodes ago and you know he was talking about in the 80s you know, smooth jazz was just starting and jazz was kind of at a low and smooth jazz right. was kind of this new, new thing. But then it began to grow exponentially as it became more widely accepted. So one of the things I saw and noticed was in 2000s and going into the 10s that rock music kind of had a little bit of a decline, right? Mm-hmm. And weren't as, you know, like the, the people that were doing well, obviously, where your your legacy rock bands that yep. have been out for a while have an established following and you know some of these newer bands you know they were coming and going you know what i mean and just in and out like almost like one hit wonders the best i can describe it but what i'm seeing now and even i hear it in your music like there's there's a there's a bit of a resurgence in rock music yeah. uh, and i think that really excites me because again, mm-hmm. as a fan of rock music as well, it's been harder for me to to find new bands yeah. in the last decade. But now we're starting to see, okay, people are the good the good rock bands and musicians are putting out music now because they're bringing they're bringing a different flavor. So, what are what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that music in general, it's people, and so that mm-hmm. bleeds into everything and most of us don't stay the same and so even when we have these rock bands who move in and out of of the light maybe that's just them not knowing how to communicate their changes because even some of the the bands that i see now or i hear a record now that's like oh this is like rock whether that whether whatever subcategory it falls into but it's like oh it's gritty it's punchy it you feel it in your gut and then the next record is a lot different. 
maybe it's a little more pop or indie but at the same time I think as an artist I have more respect to know that not every album is going to be the same and it shouldn't be the same if it was the same then they're not growing as artists and musicians they're just robots reprogramming their last album to be a little bit different and also like I don't know, I guess culture and society have, have things to do with that as well. And that's kind of my thoughts on that, I guess. I, I agree with that because one of the things that I saw in my research is that there's a lot of parallels as far as rock music and hip hop. And when I sit down and I think about it, I agree because interestingly enough, you, know, you talk about society and rock music's role in that. Rock music has had a huge social impact. Yeah, especially for sure. when you look at the early days, the '60s and the '70s, and the height of the festivals, and yeah. uh, like so, you look at that, and and so when we think, you know, fast forward to today, because even when I think about the songs that I listen to, even, even like I say, even with your music, like I listen, I hear the lyrics, and I'm like, okay, this is something I can get with. Yeah, you know, bypass the instrumentals and all the great production and the voices of the, of the singers really listening to the message that's being delivered. And when we, when we look at our society and our culture, especially our generation, that's what we long for. So those artists who are mm. giving the people what they want and are being able to, like you say, deliver their message yeah. the, the right way, then people are going to listen. And, yeah, and Cliff, yeah. I, I want to jump in because I think that's huge, man. I, you, you're talking about 70s, 80s. Those guys were saying something. They were calling people out. Right. They were calling systems out, just mm -hmm. like hip-hop, for sure. I don't know that we've had a lot of rock in the past 20 years that has been, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, I could be wrong, I don't, but I don't recall a ton of rock, at least those who, who didn't stick around. Maybe they just weren't saying anything. And even even in a lot of pop and country, um, there's still not may, a lot of mainstream stuff. No one's really right. saying much about the culture or about things that need to be called out that need needs a light shine on it because that's going to go against some other big corporations that are funding this stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that's. I think that's a pretty big realization is just that the content of what's being said what's being pointed out yeah for sure it's just crazy to see how there's so many parallels because when i listen i'll be honest when i think about the bands and the musicians that i like and support now they make me think about those in the previous generation those those 60s mm. 70s and 80s rock bands I get that. I get those same vibes, right? Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, I listen to the music, and I'm like, yes, that's they're talking to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're talking to me, and that's why, like, we love classic rock because they're they're speaking to us, right? And so yeah. these the people that I, I that I like to say are getting it right today are the ones that are speaking to us today, because just like we see in society, we go through these cycles, and we, you know, the the, the political climate and and all the stuff that people are going through, those people who speak to that and who, through their art, voice their opinions and also voicing the opinions of the people and getting those messages out there, those yeah. are the ones that we end up remembering. It's bigger than music. It's the impact that the music has on the listeners at the end yeah. of the day. <laughs>
Yeah, exactly, man. That's huge. All right, now we're going to get into the second topic, keeping the faith. So, especially you with with your background. Yeah. And and then also again, coming off the previous episode where Mal and I we were talking about goals, uh, we were talking about energy and we were talking about being vulnerable. And then there's another component that we really we kind of touched on but we really didn't talk talk about it and, and that's this one keeping keeping the faith. Mm. And faith is a powerful thing. Uh, yeah. Like we discussed earlier, you know, you're an artist, you're a musician, and you're you're very talented. And I, I know, I know <laughs> I'm bragging <laughs> on you a lot today. But I, mean, I, just, I look at yeah. you and I look at what you do. And again, that's why I was like, I, I got to talk about it with this guy because he, he knows all about it. Like you and even though like, you're still climbing your way up, like, dude. I know you got strong faith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so I guess give from your perspective, give the listeners a little bit of insight as far as like, you know, what that, what that means to you as a, as a musician, as far as keeping the faith and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do just like a quick background on myself. Go ahead. Uh, very, very brief. And I mentioned before, I, my dad is, my dad is a pastor and I grew up, he's, he's been a pastor my entire life. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in the church there every Sunday, every Wednesday, the whole thing, and was a very strong Christian believer all my life. Uh, my parents did get a divorce when I was in seventh grade, but I still kept faith then. It was a very hard season. I mean, everything after that was super tough, just with family dynamic, and me and my dad have never been super close in general, so there's been a lot of things working against me along, alongside of the church and faith most people, I think, may have just kind of threw it in the backseat or away a long time ago. But I, I held on to it. Me and my wife eventually became youth pastors at, at my, my dad's church, and I was a worship leader. Um, but about two years ago, we transitioned out of that, and I've actually kind of been, kind of went through a deconstruction of faith, and I've been on the path of recovery and rebuilding what that looks like for me. So even at this point, I wouldn't necessarily consider myself a Christian, which is to say that I wouldn't want, I don't want the language that comes with it or the theology that comes with that right now, because I don't necessarily have that, but I am still very big on keeping faith. I'm a, I've always been like a faith-filled filled person. My wife has always said that because anytime that we're taking a risk on something, I'm the one who's like, it's going to work out. I promise you, you go. it's going to be good. It's going to work out. It's going to happen. And she's like, well, how do you know? It's like, I just know. I don't know. I feel it. It's a gut thing. This is the right thing. I've right. always been that way. And even with my faith, theologically, I'm doing quotations here because who really gives a shit? But <laughs> that even even that changing, still, I'm still believing God and I'm at a place where you can call it whatever you want. And I'm like, yes, that's it. Sure, that's it. But I still have faith and hope. And I, I feel that I have that inside of me, I have God in me. So I just have that hope in me and in with music and all the things that I'm trying to accomplish, definitely go through waves of of doubt, like any person who's ever lived. Right. But yeah, I still, it's one of those things I'm, if I feel something like to my core and to my, in my gut, 
then I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to continue to say, yeah, there's something here. I don't know what it is, but there's something here that's happening. You know, it's so funny when you say there's something here. I don't know what's happening, but something's going to happen. Literally, I was talking to uh, one of my one of my good friends and I told him I texted my girlfriend a few weeks ago and actually beginning of the year and I told her. I said, same show is going to blow up. I don't know how, but it's going to blow up. Yeah. And now that takes me to my next point, because I, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers, you know, like Eric Thomas and Earl Nightingale. Um, yeah. Ziggler. Yeah, I follow, I follow your Robbins. Instagram. I see them stories. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that Eric Thomas says is that if you do not believe you will not succeed. He's like, there's one of the things he says in this uh, audio that I listen to every, probably every day. He's like, you can have all the money, you can have all the resources, you can have all the connections, but if you do not believe, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. will not happen. And that's right. It's so true. And and that's why, and that's why I'm on this kick that I'm on as far as like being able to spread a positive message and being yeah. able to encourage people to keep going. Because having faith so strong is, believe, you know, it's really the the ability to believe in something that you cannot see. Yep. Yet. Yeah. But you you can envision it, and like they say, if you can if you can if you can believe it, you can achieve it. Yeah. And I wish you could have heard the conversation me and my friend were having <laughs> earlier today because I mean that was just literally all that we were talking about because like people really miss out on that because you know, when your faith is so strong, like nothing else can get in the way of that. Yeah. Right. Because it's like what you're saying, what you were saying, you're pretty much an optimist, right? Yep. And it's like someone told me like you, you know, you see the glass half full. <laughs> yeah. And because I'm the same way and, that, and that's great. Right. When you, when you look at it that way, like you're not limited by your circumstances, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and some people are probably sounding redundant, but it, it's so serious. Like, yeah, no, no matter money, the no what any material objects, like it's not going to hold you back because those those are the people that overcome. Yeah, and you know we hear it time and time again when we listen to these successful, these wildly successful individuals, yes. and they yeah. talk about what they went through and dude you know there i was just having this conversation with my wife literally last <laughs> week and i was like every person who is successful and who has in quotes made it to whatever level of status or money whatever every person who we would claim as like oh yeah they've really done it like they've they've established themselves in this or that they all have a story that goes something like we were down to the last bit of our money. We didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know how we were going to eat, all, you know, all these different situations. You know, we were like, we had one car and everyone has that story, but they kept going they, because they believed it. They knew it. They're like, what well, we have to do this because this is what we're supposed to do. This is it. Like, we know it. That's yeah. everyone's story that's ever made up. Another thing to add to that, because one of the things, one, well, one thing really that they all have in common is that they all went through that time where they were under pressure mm. and 
diamonds are made under pressure. Yeah. And it's like, because because uh, one, one of the things I, I want to say, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. <laughs> you don't have to go through that stuff to to be at the very top one. Like, because you know, it's like the, the, the book I read as a man think of, and it talks about how, you know, there's people that you can be average, you can be good, and you can want it all. But on each level, there's a requirement as far as how much you have to be willing to give and sacrifice to get whatever that is. Yeah. On top of that, your faith is going to have is going to be tested because the more you seek out, because it's going it's a challenge, right? That's where strong, you know, so your faith is going to have to be even stronger than yep. someone who's seeking average, someone who's seeking good. And strong enough to be that person that wants it all. Because to get it all, it takes a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. It takes a lot. And it can take a toll on an individual. Because yeah. to get it all, you have to go through a whole lot more. And it's really a thing of you have to put yourself through a lot more. A lot, a lot more than one really wouldn't even dare to probably want to put themselves through but hey yeah you're a strong enough person you have strong enough faith why yeah. not <laughs> yeah and i think that's even that even shifts in life as well as your idea of all and wanting it all like at some point i'm thinking man i would love to have millions of dollars and travel the world on huge tours doing music and all this stuff and then i have three kids now and a wife and now i'm like i don't know if i want to do a lot of traveling you know i don't <laughs> what does all mean like just a three-bedroom house maybe with a backyard would be great like yeah. that sounds really really nice it does shift to even that idea of because mm -hmm. because that does that requires sacrifice so it's like at this point i have i have my family how much am i willing to sacrifice to gain certain things and what do those things yeah. even mean that I'm going after do, what kind of you know am I giving up time with my family to get a bigger house for the family that I never see things like that to that's you got to start wrestling with at some point if you haven't already gotten where you want whenever you start bringing people like that into the picture but that's just me that's where yeah, I'm no <laughs> I, I, I totally understand it I don't I, I'm not sure if I said this on the previous recording but like I, one of the things I was, I've been telling people is like, yo, like you guys really got to check out this Kevin Hart documentary on Netflix. I saw you post about it and I haven't watched it yet. I want to. Oh man. It's so great because to see, like, I, I'm not even the biggest fan of his comedy, but I respect him as a person mm. and to, to see the docuseries, I think it's like eight episodes. It paints, it humanizes him. And you Man. see what he goes through before the scandals. Yeah. And to see how he's weathered the storm and to still be as successful as he is. Like, man, that is a strong person. It teaches you a lot. And that's why I say, like, it's really important. I think it's important, not just for people operating in entertainment, but just people in general to be able to say, like, to, to look at that. And, like, there's a lot of things that can be learned from that. Because yeah. in watching that, not only did I learn a lot, but... I'm like, man, I can relate to Kevin Hart on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of documentaries. Me and my wife both are just because yeah. of that. I mean, 
it just that we talk a lot about that a little bit on our podcast as well just about Mm -hmm. humanizing people something that we were never really taught growing up but you know it it makes it a lot harder for you to be against someone whenever you humanize them so but even that man I, i gotta watch that documentary yes you have to you have to Okay, we're back. Hey guys, so before we hop into it, I want to let you guys hear a snippet of Trent's latest single. So enjoy. I've been called a righteous man before. Yeah, I've been closer to Jesus before. So can you help me out? Can you help me out? Am I on my own? Am I on my own? But can you help me out? Am I on my own? Am I on my own? But can you help me out? Can you help me out? Right, that, was, that was a great song, man. Thank you for sharing that with it. Uh, you guys, make sure, sure to go download it. If you can let them know really quick where they can go and find your, your music and listen to it so they can keep on, not only listen to it, but also stay on top of your music and everything yeah. that you put out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Spotify, Apple Music, those are the two biggest spots I guess everyone's using. So I'm on there. Trent Thompson is where you'll find it. And then I've got one music video out currently and depending on when this episode drops which i'm not sure but i have another music video that is coming with that latest single so yeah check me out on youtube as well so i want to go ahead and hop into the interview let the listeners get to learn a little bit more about you your music and also get to talk about the podcast that you and your wife have now so my first question to you who who are some of your influences so i would say that there's a band from Nashville, Tennessee, and they're called Colony House. And they're not like an older band. They're pretty pretty newish. Not not super new, but they've been around for a little bit. And these guys, I think, were they're one of my biggest influences because when I heard their first record, it it was the first time that I actually thought to myself, I really can do this and I, I really want to start pursuing music i'm gonna try this thing and so it has like a special place in my heart and then they are just they're a killer band these guys they they just keep coming out with incredible music so colony house is one there's an artist called wilder woods and he's got a little soul to him a little bit of r&b influence for sure he's super good he's part of another band but his solo stuff is is probably one of my favorite with what he does i'll say two more Mumford and Sons has always been one of my favorite bands and influenced me a ton with just their style, their writing, even how they've shifted and changed over the years. Um, just love what they have done and what they do now. They just keep putting out stuff and I keep loving it. And then the Avid Brothers, who are actually from Concord, North Carolina, so super yeah. close to, to you and I. Man, they're singer-songwriter, grassroots 
type stuff. I mean, they are, but they are killer with with rock influence as well. They are legendary. So those are those are definitely, I think, some of my top. Okay. So obviously, we we got to hear one of your singles, and you also mentioned that you got a music video coming out soon. So what what can we expect from Trent as far as music? Like I'm I'm waiting on an album. <laughs> EP something. Well, well, it's it's such an interesting time that we're in, Cliff. This now with all the people you're talking to, albums are are tough because hmm. because listeners get bored too quickly. Not to okay. say that if you have a killer record, like people won't keep listening because that does happen. I don't know that I'm there yet. I don't know that I'm going to put out a record that's good enough to where people are just like oh my god i can't get enough of this but with what i know currently and trying to get some advice from other artists who are doing pretty well that i know singles just keep people interested if i released an ep a couple months ago it would be way harder for me to keep people engaged and it's and it comes down to even social media because we're so reliant on that now even in the music industry, it's, it's like, how do you know if an artist is legitimate? You see how many Instagram followers they have. And if they have over 10K, then okay, yeah, they, they're doing something here, right? And so having something new to come out and to post, having content is basically what I was told from two, well, I, I have a pretty good relationship with a guy who has been in the music business and knows a ton about it. And his sons are actually incredibly famous. And he said, the more content you have, break them up into singles, do all that. So I have one more single that will be coming out from the five that I recorded uh, the spring of last year. Once that's released, then I need to record some more music and, and start getting out there. But I'm on a little bit of a tighter budget than I was last year when i recorded so things are just getting interesting okay you bring up a good point when you when you talk about you know singles versus albums and i think episodes ago gosh i'm like i'm over 50 episodes into the show now so i used to be able to recall them yeah yeah easily yeah but i do remember having a conversation with someone even with the artists that i used to work with and book shows for even I'm I'm not even thinking about the recording with the producer, um, Adam, and you know we were talking about there's so much noise in music that people cannot help but have very short attention spans. Yeah, and yeah. Because the, the the floodgates are open, everybody yep. and their mother and father is producing music and yep. wanting to be a rapper singer of some sort, <laughs> and it it takes up so much space that it makes it hard for us to find good artists like yourself who are putting yeah. out good content and music worth listening to. So, because I'll be honest, there's a lot of people that send me their music that I know some formal way, and a lot of times I don't listen to it. But yeah. I've been to one of your shows. You sent me your music. I listened to one single, listened to the other single, listened to the other single. I'm like, man, this, junk, <laughs> this music is good. You know, so it's like, I if I do that, that I know that that means it's good. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but I, I totally agree with you on that one. And after you explaining all of that and 
just kind of like refreshing my memory, it makes nothing but sense for you to take your approach that you're taking and you know, definitely a smart way to do it. So and obviously, yeah. you know, the right people who are successful, have experience and can you know, take and point you in the right direction. So kudos to you on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And albums are expensive. Five sure. songs. I recorded five songs and I'll, I'll probably group them up once the fifth one is released so that mm-hmm. on iTunes or Apple Music and Spotify, it'll eventually look like an EP is what I'm thinking I'll do. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, records are also expensive. So yeah. even to do a full length, it's like, man, I, I don't even have that kind of money to do a full length how I would want it to be produced and sound like these singles that I've been putting out. I would want them to sound just as great. So so where do you draw your influence from when you're writing your music? It just kind of comes from my life experiences. I think when the songs that I've been writing lately have been birthed out of pain. A lot of them have been. I'm finding that I process things through writing as well. So when there's a loss of a friend or when I'm trying to figure out why I have these negative feelings towards a specific person in in life or whatever, I all of a sudden get these ideas of just kind of a song or a song line or something like that. So typically when I'm writing, it's processing emotions, processing thoughts or experiences. And lately I've been writing some of my favorite songs uh, they're a little different sounding. They're not as heavy right now. I mean, they're just on an acoustic guitar, a little more singer songwriting, but they're, I guess I'm finding out how to write more real as well, more honest and continually practicing and, and processing. And so that's lately they've been pain. Lately they've been sorrow and seeing people hurting or feeling my own hurt and, and pain and so a lot of sad songs recently that i've been writing that no one's really heard yet <laughs> my wife has heard them but yeah that's that's kind of how i go about things right now does she listen to your music she does man she she's she either is a really great liar or she genuinely enjoys it but she <laughs> says she loves it and and my kids really dig it too which is awesome um that's that dope. they're not like oh cool you know i mean they're super young but they yeah i mean my my middle son he knows like almost all my songs he's three and he like starts singing them out of the blue at our house sometimes which is super sweet it's so cute so that's dope yeah and they're honest too so yeah yeah (laughs) you know kids will tell you exactly because sometimes just my wife will be like hey do you want to listen to daddy's new song and they're like no like okay cool we want to listen to frozen (laughs) okay we'll listen to frozen (laughs) oh that's so good that's so good yeah. <laughs> so now now for the like it's like a bonus question right here yeah uh, let's go. you and your wife now have a podcast i when i heard about that i was really excited i, I remember when you announced it tell yeah. tell the listeners tell me and the listeners <laughs> about that i'm always excited to learn about other people's podcasts especially yeah people that i know yeah yeah, so me me and my wife, we have always been just like really great friends. We were super great friends before we dated and all that stuff. And so we just, we genuinely love to spend time together. I say that because I've met people who are like, I don't know if y'all really like to spend time with each other. 
like couples and like oh that's weird but we like we just love hanging out and the more kids we've we've had and the busier life has gotten it's been harder to do things together we used to like do a lot of work together in general and so we've talked about starting a podcast for probably maybe two years now and just never knew what we would want to talk about we didn't feel like the right timing and yeah a couple months ago I was like I think this is it I think we need to just go ahead and and start this podcast and really what it's about is one it's for me and her to do something together for fun we just genuinely love doing that so that's kind of where it birthed like okay it's time we need to just do this and then two it's a space for us to have conversations that are important to us and we feel like either one should be talked about and two maybe other people want to be a part of these conversations but maybe don't know how or or don't have the people in their life to talk to them about so one of the things that really spawned the okay let's pull the trigger let's start the podcast was we were watching one of our favorite shows which is called survivor cbs survivor it's been on for like 15 years now or whatever Mm -hmm. it's i've applied like three times i'm i want to get on that show so bad but (laughs) we love that show man and there was a certain situation on there this past season basically brought up the conversation of the me me too movement and just women in general general women's rights how they're looked at whenever there is some person that comes out with some sort of sexual abuse story and people negate the story or you know overshadow her oh she's probably crazy or she asked for it so we start talking about this and we're like okay we need to do the podcast so the podcast is really about conversations about our culture a big one for us right now because of the season that we're in is a little bit not big but a little bit of politics we don't know a lot but we just like to have the conversation of humanizing both sides the spectrum and we are not a fan of how our president has commented on people groups and the words he's used about different races and so that's another big thing is just having conversations about immigration and segregation and all this different stuff that we're super passionate about and we don't know everything about either but we're trying to have those conversations and invite people on to help us have those conversations and we've already heard back from a handful of people of how some of the episodes have kind of opened their eyes in different areas Um, we talked about church on the last one with our friend who they're a multi-racial couple and just their experiences within church churches in the South and dealing with some of that. That's good stuff, man. Very insightful yeah. stuff too. Always need those conversations around important things that do what you guys are doing, helping people's eyes and minds and ears Yeah. Uh, to those things that are most important. So um, kudos to you guys. And, you know, I like to officially give you a welcome <laughs> yes thank to you. Uh, the world of podcasting so you know really excited for you all really appreciate you you know taking time out of your schedule i know you were actually on the road now uh, <laughs> and, yeah yeah but you know before i let you go i want you to at least tell the listeners where they can find you on social media 
uh, in there in your music again. And also, you know, let them know where to find your podcast too, so they can yeah you know, check you and your wife out as well. Absolutely, man. So Instagram is is the big one for me. That's where I'm the most active and in all my social media activity really so you can find me at trenton joel but the trenton is trenton with an e-n so it's t-r-e-n-t-e-n joel j-o-e-l trenton joel facebook trent thompson and then my music on spotify and apple music is under trent thompson and then you can find our podcast on the podcast app for apple or on spotify and it's called the tiny table because we do not have a regular sized table at our house. We have a child sized table and that's where we sit and do this podcast every week. So we figured <laughs> we, we'd name it that for sure. So that's a clever name. So I like it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, again, thank you. I really appreciate it. And uh, make sure you guys go check them out. Uh, follow them on social media. Please, please, please go listen to his music. And I'm not just hyping him up because he's a <laughs> friend of mine, but I genuinely enjoy his music and he's a very talented individual. So go listen, hit the rewind button if you need to, to take notes and write it down. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go check him out. And again, you know, go make sure to follow the same show and keep liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing all the above and keep spreading the word about the same show. There's some big things to come soon. Um, yes, so until next time you're listening to the same show the show about nothing and everything and until next time we're out we're out